Hey, what's going on? Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Before we get into this episode, I need to play the ad real quick and let you guys check out this brand list. And hopefully you guys could end up using my code and you could get you some free gear or whatever it is that you want for your house and household and things like that. So take a moment and listen to this ad and we'll just hop right into the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Correct Me If I'm Wrong. It's your girl, Ashley, and today I have a special guest with me. He's a young man with a rough past that wanted to change his life around for the better of himself and his family, turning his life around into a local entrepreneur to better his community and starting his own nonprofit organization. Please welcome Brother Julius, a.k.a. Juice. What's happening? (laughs) What's What's the deal? What's up, Ashley? Thanks for having me, man. You're welcome. It's a blessing. So, um, So tell my listeners... Who is Julius Douglas? Julius C. Douglas Jr., known as Little Juice. Very caring, loving, love the youth, love to help people. Also changed his life. He used to gang bang from the street gang O Park Fab. And what else? Uh, man, just juice is a, a combined with a lot of different stuff. You don't know what you get one day with juice. And the next day you get Julius. Julius is a sweetheart, marshmallow, goofy, real irritating, get on your nerves, keep you laughing. <laughs> so, how did you get involved with Fab? Uh, well, I, well, Fab is a uh, is a people say it's a gang, but it's more like a family bunch of young men that grew up together in the neighborhood you know bad kids doing stuff mm-hmm. being bad being little boys and then you know it, it took a turn okay so just so my listeners can know what does fab stand for uh you know i don't really want to get into that type of stuff i don't really talk about that mm-hmm. but you know it stands we don't want to talk about that oh, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay so um for someone who served time in prison, like what kept you to be so so positive? Uh, most of all, God and my family and losing my mom and my dad. And I have a son, six-year-old son, and I have brothers and sisters. And not only that, I have youth, little kids that look up to me. Mm-hmm. And I have people that really care about me. So I don't really want to waste their time and let them down because that would be selfish of me. So. I had to apply myself and change for the better and turn that switch off and turn my life around. And shit, who wanna be in prison? That shit boring. You can't, you miss your family, your friends, you're being told what to do. The food suck. It just, that's a bad place. You won't, I wouldn't wish that on nobody. That ain't no place for no, no human being. But when you were in there the whole time, like, how did you stay positive while you was in jail? I went to a lot of classes, self-help classes. I went to uh, anger management. I took that two times. I went to stress management. Uh, I went to a class called Insight Gardening Program. How is how, uh, the garden in the streets, how they are alike, similar alike. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you got a plant, a good plant, and you got weeds about around it, you gotta take the weeds around from around the plant for it to die. 
So if you got if you're in the streets and you got bad company around you, you gotta move yourself from that company, or you're gonna be fucking up doing dumb shit, or you're gonna be back in prison. Mm-hmm. So that was a good class. I liked that class. I went to uh, I went to a parenting class and how to be a better parent, how to communicate with people and being a parent and a person, just understanding people, having patience. Yeah, what else I took? It's a t- couple classes, but I, most of the time I read a lot, played a lot of chess, and I worked out a lot. What type of books did you read? Uh, 48 Laws of Power. Uh, I like a lot of uh, urban books. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of self-help books. Okay. And I read a lot of uh, magazines. I like magazines. Tattoo magazines. I'm interested in tattoos. Are you a tattoo artist? No, but I can draw really good. Okay. I did. I used, I used drawing to help me with some of my issues and uh, kill some of my spare time. Okay, so what what type of work have you done for the Oak Park community since you grew up in that area? Oh, I, so I grew up in there, shit. I played football, baseball, basketball, box. So I, I, I helped a lot of kids in sports. I go, I, uh, I volunteered, I helped parents with their kids. I even gave out clothes to cut people's grass for them, help people because I want to give back. I want to help people that help me. People, a lot of people help me, so I want to help somebody get my blessings. And that's just me. I've always been caring, even if I, even though I was in the streets. I read that you did a backpack drive before. Yeah, I was lying. I, I did that uh, two to three weeks home from my prison bit. And I did it at Peter Burnett Elementary. I had the uh, sixth graders. There was a lot of kids in there that didn't have fathers, or they didn't have a lot. Of, they didn't, they weren't getting a lot of attention. So that that was cool. It was a blessing. That was real cool. So I felt pretty good about that. Um, how often do you do that? Uh, this is my first one. So that was my first one. But I'm gonna be doing a lot of more. I'm gonna be doing a lot of stuff in the community. You're gonna see me around this motherfucker. It's gonna be lit. <laughs> So with that type of work that you do in your community, what message do you want to get across to the youth? I want the youth to know ain't ain't shit in that street. If that street life, then gangs ain't shit in there because they don't love you. They just they just diff right now, but they don't love you. Ain't nothing in there. The only thing out there is death, prison, and a lot of hurt. People hurt people, you know. And I had to learn that because that's all I knew growing up is hurt people mm-hmm. and I just got tired of hurting people it's easy for me to hurt somebody it's easy for me to go get a gun and fuck somebody up because I'm really good at that I can fight all that but you ain't getting nowhere you destroying somebody's family and destroying yourself so I had to go I had to be a bigger person take some accountability in my life and go get help I had to get a therapist I got mentors I got a uh, my girlfriend, she helped me. She's my mentor. I was finna lose her, so I had to really get some help. Mm-hmm. And she real special to me, so I had to get some help and really dig deep and know what Julia's like instead of the streets. And, and what I like is boxing, working out, and helping kids. So kids, you know, cherish your family, your your your, your life, because you only get once. When you die, you ain't coming back. And ain't nothing out there. So go get in that school, man. Get that education. Because they can you can get a job. They can take that shit from you. But they can't take that education from you. Apply yourself. So you say 
you do boxing. Yeah. Um, so what type of boxing? I'm an amateur boxing. Boxer. I box at 154. Light uh, middleweight. Black Caesar. Giving out that free smoke. You know? What's free smoke? Ass whoopings. Free <laughs> ass whoopings. That's what I give out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I give out. So, where do you box at or train? Shearing Boxing off Franklin Boulevard. Coach uh, David, real good trainer. Another one of my mentors. Do you also train um, I train kids? kids. You know, I, I, I really like working with kids because I learn I learned how to uh, understand what they're going through. Because I was once a kid, so I know what they're going through. Give them some attention, make you feel good, and uh, learn patience. Because mm-hmm. I always just take shortcuts in life. It ain't about that. Take your time. What you rushing success for? Enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. So I read in a sexy post the article that you mentioned going to school was challenging for you. So how important is education to you now? Man, that shit is everything. Especially being a young black man now, that shit is everything. And I wish I would have really stuck in high school and really applied myself. But it was challenging, so... Cause it was challenging because I learned different. People were like, oh, you retarded, or I used to be in always in classes that have short numbers of students because mm-hmm. I had attention, my attention span was short. Like, the teacher can be talking about something over here, I'm over here chasing butterflies and shit, mm-hmm. or, or or talking to little Ray Ray or something, <laughs> you know? And I had, I had problems like that but you know I was real I'm real intelligent but I just learned different from a lot of people and it take me longer to understand stuff or process it yeah a lot of people learn different than others but and those the people that learn different than the ones who are able to just sit there and take it they they're sometimes they're smarter and brighter than the ones that you think that might score 100 on a test right but um like I don't want. I want to say that you. And when you you say that, I don't know who might have told you that you have a, a short attention span. Yeah. It might not even be that. You might be the brilliant motherfucker right now sitting across from me, and you just don't know it because somebody else told you. Oh, you you don't pay attention. You over right. there looking out the window with butterflies, and that's like totally fucking wrong. So we tend to think that. Oh, I got a I got a disability because I don't. I'm not like. Yeah. Kyle and, and Chuck and whoever the fuck else yeah. or whatever. So they, they put you in this fucking box when you're in school that you to make you feel that you are less than somebody else. Yeah, and usually they say they'll do that to you because you're African American. Right. And which isn't true because when you think about it, we actually are the smartest motherfuckers, not trying to put everybody else down, but right. we are. They use us for um, tests to usually be ran. Right. And because we basically is a root of a lot of shit and we don't know it because they always told us that no you're you're nothing and I'm better than you so it make us feel like oh well and I got this disability I got this I got that let me let me fall back and let somebody else be better than me because right. they said I got this not knowing that the other motherfucker is dumb as shit probably and yeah. you smarter than them right but I mean they're so, quick to label you yeah that's another thing they do quick to label us and put us like I said in this box right. and a lot of young men and most of our girls too tend to feel that we got to be labeled something in order to be better like I know I right I know that um from the shit that's going on on tv or whatever when it comes to like instagram and shit like that like our girls and our boys so whatever the fuck feel like that 
you gotta have fake ass to be bad a bad bitch in so many ways. Right. You know what I mean? When it's not, there could be a girl with a fit fucking body and that's that's a bad bitch yeah. when you think about it. Like she ain't gonna have no saggy ass in the future yeah. or whatever the fuck you wanna call it. <clears throat> but it's that label shit. And that's where it really fucks us up. And especially as a fucking kid, it like messes us up. Right. That that's the shit. And like I, I like how you say that you're trying to, you know, you're using the youth and you're trying to tell them for what you went through. And as an adult now, you how old? I'm 30. So as a 30-year-old, and I'm not sure when they told you had the bad attention span. Yeah. So you know, like, and you could see somebody. You might be training or going to one of these, um, these schools or community centers and helping out with these kids. And you will see a little kid who remind you of you when you was younger. Right, right. And you're thinking like, okay, he's doing the same shit. And then you, he might even open them and be like, yeah, my teacher said that I'm slow. And you'd right. be looking like, nah. Like, nah, that's not, that's not true. That's not you. Like... Right keep doing you you gonna find yourself or whatever hey, that's crazy you say that right because i was i went to peter burnett to pick up my little niece yeah yeah what's up baby girl <laughs> and it was a little kid in there mm-hmm. and uh he was just toiling in the seat the teacher's like no don't do that i'm laughing like this, this is little motherfucker bad he's funny <laughs> look at him <laughs> look at him i'm like what's up man he's like what's up i'm like what you doing he's like nothing I'm like you have a bad day he's like yeah i'm like yeah I'm like, what you want to be? He's like, I want to be a cop. I'm like, you want to be a cop? I'm like, okay. I said, but you know, a cop don't don't act like that. He's like, I know. I said, you're a young man, right? He's like, yeah. I said, you're a big boy, right? He's like, yeah. I said, well, you know, you don't, big kids don't act like that. They listen. I said, you listen to your mom, right? He's like, yeah. I said, well, that's somebody's mom. You don't do that. He's like, all right. And then they, they called me back. Cause I, I seen that. Now I was that kid. I used to be at school jumping off the. Cause I used to be hyper. Mm-hmm. I wake up rapping, beatboxing, all that. I was hyper motherfucker. So I understood. Understand that. Yeah. So um, can you give me one example of the way you've seen your organization work and make a difference? My organization will help. And give a difference, take them kids off the street, give them something to do. Uh, if they see me, they're like, oh, Juice been in prison. But look at him, he helping, he giving back. He's, he's cool. They're like, oh, I can do it too. And that's some motivation. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to save all the kids. It's impossible. But if you could get three, four, that's a start. That's that's a, that's a very good start. Have have you had any kids come up to you and be like, oh, I decided I might join a gang or this, you know, this and that and the third, but then you had to had a talk with them and you actually stopped him? A kid won't actually tell you he's going to join a gang. You could just see the shit. Where how I came up, you could see they they don't, they, they're more like, they live in this shit. They come up in this shit. So it's more not like joining a gang. They ain't got no mama, daddy in, in and out of prison. So you could just see it. So, but most of all, I, I see a lot of young kids, and I grab them. I get to them before it's too late, or I try to get them before it's too late, and give them some like some some encouragement, some wisdom. Like, man, you know, play some sports. If you're gonna do something, do it, man. But the streets ain't for you. Don't don't do that. Do this. I try to give them some life life lessons, some some better decision making. So how do you define success? Shit. Me? <laughs> go through the struggle. Mm-hmm. And you'll be successful and they'll show you the principles of life. You just gotta push through that shit. 
success ain't gonna happen overnight. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm be successful. Nah, it don't work like that. And people think that shit. And that shit, that shit grinds my gears. You gotta put in the work. I've been, I've been trying to. Uh, it's my first. Uh, this is my first job I ever had, and I'm 30 years old. You know how I felt when I got my first job. I told my girl, I said, bitch, I'm gonna buy you everything in my language. I'm like, I'm gonna buy you everything, baby. Come on. I couldn't even stop cheesing. I'm like, baby, I got my check. Come on. What you want? I'm like, huh, put that. I got my first bank account. That shit felt hella good. Like, as a young black man, you, you want all that. And that shit felt, made me feel like I was on the top of the road. It may be small to some people, but that shit was bigger than anything in life. And I feel you because this my podcast is this is my first speaking out type of thing i've always been quiet and shy and i don't talk to people but with this i felt like i mean i'm not gonna lie to you i did like one day i woke up and i was like this might sound hella corny but you know off of nwa when ice cube woke up and was like and he well not woke up when he was on the stage and he was like I got something to say. You remember that part on the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear I felt like that one day. And I was just like, I worked hard. I put like I put in the work. I did the research, like literally studying this shit of how to do how to become a podcaster, how to be able to project yourself. I even thought about going back to school for communications. Like it was dead ass serious to a point that I was gonna cash out money just so I know that I'm gonna better myself. But I'm taking little steps. I'm actually doing it the opposite way. I don't feel like I need college not saying i'm not knocking college it is what it is but i don't need college to be successful i don't need it to promote myself or whatever the hell you want to call it but this like when you say your first job you was like you gave your check to your your old lady my old lady i gave it to my old lady my mama <laughs> but i don't i don't have anyone to give this to besides my people. Right. And so I don't know what might happen tomorrow. I might not be here tomorrow, but at least I got at least seven episodes and I was able to interview Juice. Yeah. I was able to interview my other relatives and everybody else that's pushing in um, businesses and things like that. Like, you know, it's little, sh- it's little shit that you feel like this might be small to you because you already successful, but I'm literally building my shit from the ground up. Right. And this is my, like, this is my shit. This is my baby. Because yeah. it's like I'm trying to put myself out there in right. my own way. If, right. if I'm not all over the place and I'm trying to explain nah, shit. I understand. But it's like, and then for me also, um, I'm 31. I'll be 32. And um, this is my second job for working for the state. My only second job in my whole life. Yeah. Like, and everybody's like, damn, why are you doing that? Two jobs? And when I hear other people like, talking about their stuff or whatever and I'm just like you know okay everybody's different is what I'm trying to say right. everybody's different everybody moved different you might be 30 like you said you got your first check and 30 and your first job but you you know what you about to get hell of the motherfucking checks right. after this and it might not even be from that first job it might be from your own shit you're gonna be writing your own checks right. so that that little shit is what like might be the little push right. or whatever for you to be your own fucking success. Right. Like you say, you are your success. Right. And that's what's up though, for real. So what advice can you give my listeners? Man, just apply yourself. Don't never let nobody say you can't do it because you can do anything. You can do anything. Mm. Sky is the limit, man. You give a fuck. Push yourself. You, you got a dream, follow that motherfucker. You only live one life. 
that's, that's, that's all I can say. Well, um, I do have one more question because you mentioned you have a son. Yeah, Juju, that's my guy. <laughs> so what do you do on a daily to keep Juju positive in life, knowing the situations that we're going through right now as young black men? Well, you know, I've, I've, been, in a, I've been in prison the most of so I'm just really getting a, a a relationship with my son so I'm just taking my time he knows he knows his dad so I just I just I just love him being a father not a dad yeah I'm just being a father let him know I love him and uh he got somebody in his life that care about him so I, I pay a lot of attention to him so I'm just building a relationship with him right now okay yeah that's what's up so I don't have no more questions. Can I give for a you. shout out somebody? Yeah, yeah. Man, let me get. I want to give a shout out to the whole Old Park community, you know, and everybody out there, all the young men. Look out for me in that boxing ring, giving out free smoke. You know, I ain't fighting for myself. I'm fighting for the whole community. I'm fighting for the all the young men in the struggle, all my peoples. You know, hella geeky, Terryon, Young A, Young Nutter, Miho, Diamond. All the people, Stefan Clark, Trevon Martin, all all the brothers we lost in the struggle. You know, I'm doing this shit for y'all, man. I'm finna be giving out that free smoke and that ring. So y'all look out for me and look out for me. Um, just helping out everybody, man. And thank you again, Ashley, for having me. You're welcome. But one more thing. Yeah. Uh, can you let the listeners know where they can reach you? Like out on all social media. Oh, you can reach you me could on. Also, let them know um, the name of the gym again. Okay. Where they could come and see you for that smoke. Uh, <laughs> you know, that shit is therapeutic, man. You're fucking around, catch cancer trying to get that smoke. <laughs> but you can catch me. You can uh, reach me at uh, black underscore Caesar underscore. That's B L A C K underscore C E A Z E R underscore. That's black underscore Caesar underscore. And you can catch me at the boxing ring on Franklin Boulevard in the gym, in the uh, training gym, kids gym on Freeport. And come down, man, get some help. Or just, you know, if you want to work out, train, just come in. Get strong, get your weight up. You know, if you want to get your weight up, it's good. Come in there. All right, so I would like to thank my guests for coming through. I wish you the best of luck in life. And keep doing what you're doing, man, because we need more black men out there doing what you're doing, giving back to our our young community, making a difference in many of our children's lives, and it starts with our youth. With that being said, um, so always, like, keep doing what you're doing, I for real, and bless you. Thank you. I know it's hard out here for black men, but yeah. still stay up. Thank so you. also, with that being said, you know, at the end of my shows, I like to give a quote, and because... I feel like it's my little signature. It's something that I do. And it has to always reflect on what's been talked about. So this is my quote. (laughs) So if the Negro in the ghetto must eternally be fed by the hand that pushes him into the ghetto, he will never become strong enough to get out the ghetto. That's Carter G. Woodson. That's federal. Yes. Again, thank you for listening. And also, this is correct me if I'm wrong. And it's your girl, Ashley. And I'm out. Peace. Peace.